Hello and welcome. My name is Angelica and I'm glad you're joining myself and my daughter Tia for another episode of my podcast, Discover the Hidden Potential of Your Mind. Our topic today is jealousy. Based on a two-part article I just wrote, the first part was called It's Ridiculous How Jealous She Is and the second part was all about working through your jealousy and fear. So thank you for doing this once again, Tia. You're welcome. It's always fun. And when I suggested that you and I talk about this topic, you said something like, "Mm, that's not a topic that has been much on my mind, but sure. And I wonder if it has to do with the fact that unless somebody is extremely possessive or spying on their partner, maybe a little bit paranoid, uh, out of fear and jealousy, we're not even aware that it is natural, that it's normal, that it's human to have feelings of jealousy. Well, could you explain a little more what you mean by jealousy so it's more clear? To redefine it a bit? Okay, so jealousy is the fear that a special relationship we have, and that's not just with a romantic partner, but it could also be with a family member like your parent or one of your children or a sibling or with a close friend, so that a relationship we have that we're really invested in, that we care about, is threatened. We fear that our partner, our family member, or friend will form a closer relationship with someone else and that we will be excluded or abandoned. And when we talk about jealousy and defining it, we have to distinguish between jealousy and envy. Jealousy is not envy. Envy occurs when we believe that someone has achieved an advantage sometimes unfairly, or we perceive it as such, and we resent their success or their happiness. Their success basically becomes our failure. So let's say somebody's making more money or getting the promotion at work that we want or is getting married to what appears to be a dream partner (laughs) uh, or seems to be going on vacation all the time. Um, Can you think of other examples? Someone who's more successful than you or has the opportunity to go to an expensive university that you can't. Absolutely. So that is envy. Envy is about comparing ourselves to others. And jealousy is about a threat to a relationship in which we're deeply invested. So we're worried about the relationship changing. And jealousy is not a single emotion, but actually a mix of emotions. There could be anger there, anxiety, fear of loss for sure. Confusion, feeling helpless, hopeless, Mm. sadness, and definitely great vulnerability. And these powerful emotions go, of course, hand in hand with certain thoughts we have. And those are fearful thoughts, anxious thoughts. Stuff like, I'm being replaced. I don't measure up. He or she loves another person more. He or she will leave me, that sort of thing. Where is it that these thoughts come from? Why is it that some people can be more jealous or fearful than others about these thoughts? Oh, that's a great question. These thoughts and emotions usually come from previous relationship experiences. And that means often all the way back to childhood. We might be triggered into feeling the same way as when, let's say, if you're the older sibling, when a younger sibling came along and received all the attention. Or when... Your primary caretaker was absent. They had to go to a hospital or something like that. Mm -hmm. And you're afraid to be abandoned. Or 
when one of your parents left or died. That's a big trauma. Or they remarried and there were suddenly new people thrown into the mix, into the family, like mm -hmm. step-parents, step-siblings, half-siblings. Or when we had any other painful experience of a relationship changing or ending. We might have had an ex-partner who was cheating on us or left us surprisingly. It's not always just childhood, right? Mm. And some people experience a situation like that as a trauma and it has a lasting effect and others have not been affected in the same way. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like uh, in a lot of areas in life as well, you your reactions to things are a result of your past experiences, not really the present situation. Absolutely. I would totally agree with that. Um, that's what we have to keep in mind with jealousy as well. Also, jealous feelings are still normal and not a problem, mm -hmm. but they can become problematic when we act on those feelings of fear. And that could look as we're asking pointed questions, we're interrogating the other person, or we're even following them, spying on them, uh, checking their GPS, reading their emails or text <laughs> messages on their phone, and we obsess about the potential dishonesty or betrayal or infidelity. That's when we might want to do some work <laughs> to be able to let go of some of the fears. Yeah. Um, and... I mean, on one hand, it sounds funny, but on the other hand, when that person is in that place, it's not funny at all, right? That jealousy can really hijack us and make us do things that... Um, you wouldn't normally do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Jealousy is a primal emotion, just like our fight-or-flight response. And it can actually be st understood when we look at evolution, then we can suddenly see why jealousy can be so powerful and all-consuming. Mm. And there's actually two evolutionary theories that explain this terrifying fear behind jealousy. One is called the parental investment theory, and the second one, the theory of the competition for limited resources. And both these ex theories explain that we're more likely to protect and support individuals who have the same DNA, the same genes, yeah. like biological children, siblings, parents. And both men and women can, of course, experience sexual jealousy and attachment jealousy, so that emotional connection and the jealousy around that. But it's, it seems to be that men are more likely to feel jealous over perceived sexual infidelity because of that biological need to protect and continue um, your own genes mm -hmm. and a woman is more likely to experience jealousy over perceived emotional closeness between her partner and another person another woman because that could mean that resources and protection will be provided to someone else that makes sense so this really goes all the way back to our evolutionary history yeah 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 and robert leahy points out in his book the jealousy cure that historically, jealousy was viewed differently than today. That's also an interesting piece to keep in mind. Um, in Greek mythology, mm -hmm. jealousy shows up. And in, in literature, it's a central aspect. In medieval Europe, it was actually viewed as necessary, even positive, an emotion that was linked to honor. Mm -hmm. 
but then once we got into the 19th century, jealousy became um, more problematic or was viewed as more problematic uh, because it was looked upon as interfering with domestic harmony. Interesting. Right? That has yeah. to do with the Victorian period, with the Victorian time, where suddenly the emphasis was on controlling your powerful emotions. Mm-hmm. Because sort of becoming like more domesticated and civil and whatever, and like suppressing your feelings that aren't societally appropriate is what's necessary. Yeah. Hmm. So today, jealousy is an emotion that we are expected to be ashamed of and feel we need to hide. Mm -hmm. So because of that shame piece, I really wanted to point out how historically jealousy wasn't always viewed this way mm -hmm. so that we can let go a little bit of that shame uh, around it. Because today, unfortunately, we believe that jealousy is a sign that there's something wrong with a jealous person. Jealousy has become a symbol of the inability to trust and also um, a sign that someone is lacking self-confidence. What other factors do you think could lead to certain feelings of jealousy? Like cultural or sociological factors? Well, both would affect how we view and handle jealousy. Yeah. Um, when I did my research, I didn't put that in my article, but when I did my research on the topic jealousy, I came across some research that Brazilian men are supposedly the most jealous in the world and Japanese people are the least jealous. Mm -hmm. um, so I imagine cultures who are more expressive and more passionate will allow for jealousy to be expressed more. Mm -hmm. um, the intensity of the feelings might already be different, might already vary. But I also imagine the way in which jealousy is expressed or not expressed would be different. Mm -hmm. So jealousy does not only show up in romantic partnerships, but also in families. Today, 35% of all households in North America include stepchildren. It's a high number, right? Mm. So when there is a new partner or new step-siblings, children can, of course, experience feelings of betrayal and anger, and there might be anxiety, perhaps resentment. But step-parents can also experience competition with their stepchildren. That's probably pretty hard to admit as the parent. Yeah, because in our society, we're looking down on people who are feeling jealous as insecure or something is wrong with them. Mm -hmm. While really, we're all human. And the less secure we feel in a relationship and a new relationship would mean we naturally feel less secure. The more likely it is that fear and jealousy can come up. Mm-hmm. I'll actually share an example of being jealous of your partner's kids in a, in a little bit. But let's first talk more about jealousy in general. Okay. The point I want to make is to deny those feelings of jealousy only creates inner conflicts and passive aggressive interactions. There's no shame in jealousy. And it's better out on the table, you know, talked about openly and honestly, instead of jealousy working underground. Right? You can see how someone being passive-aggressive because they had to suppress their jealousy mm -hmm. could actually create a lot of damage in families. Oh, well, yeah, and anything bottled up is always bad. So, Yeah. Jealousy can be worked through and cleared out, either in individual sessions or through couples coaching or mm -hmm. both. Jealousy and envy can even show up at work. 
because job security uh, in today's day and age is, is in question. And it can depend on whom your boss favors and who gets socially included or excluded from things going on, mm-hmm. whether your job is secure, whether your next promotion is secure. And the fear to lose one's job can fuel jealousy with work colleagues. Mm. I'm sure that uh, social media also has a huge influence on your state of mind. It can be super damaging. Yeah, I agree. Social media gives us all opportunities to feel that we have been excluded or rejected. Mm-hmm. We might perceive that others um, have friendships or relationships or families that we don't have or not being invited to an event or not being tagged in a post can become an experience of exclusion. Mm-hmm. Or we look at others um, seemingly having happy private lives, right? Whether that's romantic declarations or trips to exotic de- exotic destinations. And all that can cr- uh, bring up jealousy or envy or both. Yeah, yeah. Be- hmm? mm-hmm. Because we don't realize in those moments of jealousy that Facebook or Instagram <laughs> or whatever social media we're on um, are anything but a full reflection of reality. Mm-hmm. I just want people to know if you've experienced jealousy or experiencing jealousy you're not alone anyone can be provoked to feel jealous because evolution built jealousy into our human nature and whether jealousy is a problem depends on how much those jealous feelings overwhelm us preoccupy us and if we act on them and if that interferes with our relationships what approach can people take if they realize that jealousy is a problem for them and they're get, it's getting in the way of their life? Well, feelings of jealousy can be balanced out by working on your past experiences and mm. beliefs about relationships. Right? We already mm, pointed out how important those are. And if you've experienced a traumatic separation, divorce, sickness or death in your family of origin... Mm-hmm. You might have learned the belief that people you love and rely on will leave. Um, so that's a big one. If mm-hmm. I've experienced that once when I was young, I might be expecting that again later on. And your learned attachment style also has an influence on the relationship beliefs you have learned. What do you mean by that? Well, there are basically three attachment styles, if we don't count the fourth one, which is a disorganized one and basically not an attachment style. Mm-hmm. So you might have experienced that you can rely on your primary caretaker to always come back and to adequately take care of your needs. In that case, it's more likely that you have learned to trust that others are reliable and caring. Mm-hmm. And this is called a secure attachment style. And that's, of course, ideal. Mm-hmm. But not everybody has experienced this. Um, If you've learned as an infant that your primary caretaker cannot be relied on, uh, that they don't care or they don't respond in an appropriate time or manner, it's more likely that you expect and recreate the same in your adult relationships. So if you've learned an anxious, ambivalent style where you're anxiously looking for connection and attachment but then again fearing that it won't happen Mm -hmm. you're more likely to be jealous and there's also the third style the avoidant attachment style 
um, which often happens with emotionally distant parenting. Mm -hmm. And that creates a certain comfort level with closeness or actually not liking closeness. Okay. If you don't feel comfortable with closeness, you're less likely to be jealous because you're actually pulling back naturally. Mm. You won't rely on the relationship as much as somebody who needs closeness or is comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And in my blog article, I put some questions together. And you could say if you answer to one or more of those questions with yes, you're probably more likely to be afraid of loss and you might be therefore more jealous. Okay. The first question would be, did one of your parents leave or were there threats, fears of a separation or divorce? Mm -hmm. So have you experienced that loss? The second one is, did you worry as a child or a teenager that one or both of your parents might leave you, uh, disown you, replace you, or that they might get sick or die? Mm -hmm. Question number three, did your childhood include infidelity by one or both of your parents? Number four, did your family move a lot so that you did not experience longer lasting friendships with other kids? Number five, were you ever in a relationship with a narcissistic or dishonest person that would very much affect your um, expectations and experiences with relationships as well? Mm. And number six, did someone you dated or you were married to let you down, maybe even cheated on you? Mm. Would you mind giving a real-life example of someone struggling with jealousy and how they worked on it? Okay, absolutely. Let's do that. So, Christopher and Jessica came in, and I've changed their names, of course, to protect their privacy, because they felt her jealousy was really becoming a problem. Okay. In fact, Je Jessica was very much ashamed. <laughs> Why? Because we have learned that something's wrong with us when we're jealous. She got jealous when Christopher looked at other women, right? When he checked them out admiringly, appreciatively. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, he also had a tendency to flirt with them, which made her really mad. Well, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a complicated situation with him. Um, he was married before. He had a meddling ex-wife and three daughters. And Jessica did not have any children of her own. So, again, that's always a challenge to when families are melted, right? Mm -hmm. And Christopher was actually very afraid that his ex-wife would, could influence his kids against him. So he was a bit of a pleaser with the ex-wife, always mm -hmm. making sure to accommodate her. And Jessica didn't realize this behavior was coming from that fear until we started working together. So she used to feel very left out and at the bottom of Christopher's priority list. Mm. she would really go ballistic when it came to the ex-wife and, and the ex-wife's needs and wants. And she also felt left out because the ex-wife and Christopher had three kids together and Christopher did not want to have another child with Jessica. <laughs> and Christopher could really not understand why Jessica was jealous of his daughters. He felt it was really ridiculous. That's mm -hmm. why I named that blog article um, uh, she's so jealous. That's Why ridiculous. So jealous, yeah. yeah. Um, in his mind, his relationship with his daughters, his love for them was a totally different thing. But jealousy is really not logical, right? Mm. It, it's jealousy is the fear that the person who we're emotionally attached to 
doesn't matter what our relationship is, will form a closer relationship with someone else and that we will be excluded or abandoned mm. based on that evolutionary history that it could mean danger, death, if we lose those connections. Mm-hmm. And as a relationship moves through different stages, relationships go through different stages, jealousy also changes. During the earliest stages of a relationship, there's little investment. So jealousy is really minimal. That makes sense. And then during the middle part of the relationship, and that would be where Jessica and Christopher were at, when the honeymoon period is over, but they haven't yet figured out as a couple how to move to a more mature love stage, jealousy is greater because the partners are invested in the relationship, but there's also still that factor of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And once a couple has moved to the next stage, that mature stage, they have learned to reassure each other of their commitment when fears and emotions are triggered, because it's normal that our fears and emotions get triggered. And then jealousy naturally decreases, goes down. And if we believe that our partner is truly committed to us and the relationship, we're less likely to experience jealousy. But we all, of course, have different ideas about what commitment means. It's probably important to talk about what commitment means to each person in that relationship so you can understand each other. Absolutely. That piece of communication is important so that we can understand our partner more. Because it takes two to have jealousy problems, (laughs) right? Um, That's why people will be more jealous with one partner than with another partner. And in order to build security and clear out jealousy, there's actually some guidelines. The first guideline would be don't provoke a jealous response in your partner. Some people like to play jealousy games. They like to, to get that proof of how much does the partner care. So don't do that. Don't flirt with others or keep secrets from your partner provoking a jealous response when you play those jealousy games you both lose because Mm -hmm. it increases the fear between you instead of building trust and Mm -hmm. safety and security the second guideline would be don't check on or spy on your partner despite most people thinking that it'll put their jealousy that they do have at bay yeah they might think okay that will ease my jealousy but it does not eliminate your uncertainty and worry at all Because you can never be 100% certain what another person might do one day. Mm -hmm. And instead of being able to enjoy your love and your relationship in the present moment, you live every day in that misery of jealousy and fear. Mm. The third rule of common sense would be don't get involved with somebody who's already attached to somebody else. And I find that we sometimes think we're so sophisticated, we can handle this, right? <laughs> we can handle a triangle situation by compartmentalizing. Um, but I have to say at my age and in my experience as a relationship coach, most of us have a hard time doing this in the long run. Mm-hmm. We are programmed by our biology to form one-on-one attachment, more exclusive attachments. Mm-hmm. So the deeper you get into a relationship, the harder these triangles usually become. And then rule number four would be, in a committed and exclusive relationship, reassure your partner of your commitment. That means show empathy with their fears of loss, show them through gestures and words 
that they are the most important person to you. That's probably pretty hard if the other one is very jealous. It might cause resistance to do that. Absolutely. It's not easy. There's, You might feel controlled or smothered by their mm-hmm. jealousy, right? And resistant to giving them what they're asking for. But retreating only increases their fear and creates a vicious cycle. It makes things worse. If you can, on the other hand, take a step towards your partner and reassure her or him of your priorities, right, that they're Mm -hmm. important to you, of your love, your lasting commitment, you've already changed the jealousy dance. Mm. And it might feel like, oh, I can never give them enough. Well, that's where their piece of work comes in, where they also have to do their own work. But what can you do as a person who is in a relationship with someone jealous? You can reassure them. Mm-hmm. Because what is good for your partner is also good for you and is good for the relationship. Mm-hmm. So is jealousy ridiculous like Christopher Ford? <laughs> Let's see if we can understand Jessica's jealousy better based on her personal past experiences. Because in our session, I guess our first session, Both Christopher and Jessica learned to understand what Jessica had been through and what predisposed her through that past history to be jealous in the relationship right now. Okay. A big trauma she had was her father died when she was eight. So she had learned that people you love leave you. Mm. Then her mother remarried quickly and had two more children with her stepfather. Another huge change and Jessica felt replaced another Mm. um, experience of loss that Mm -hmm. she had never grieved the third thing that happened to her was her high school boyfriend cheated on her and she learned the belief that men can't be trusted to be faithful yikes so she had three big traumas already in childhood and teenagehood And then, as I mentioned earlier, Christopher had expressed to Jessica that he does not want a fourth child because he already had three daughters. Mm -hmm. And even though Jessica never particularly wanted children, she was also going through a period where she had second thoughts. And the bond that Christopher had with his ex-wife through the children made Jessica feel excluded and shortchanged by life, right? So then she was rethinking the whole idea of she really didn't want a child. Mm -hmm. So it took several individual sessions with Jessica and she managed to clear out many of her limiting beliefs and fears and do some grief work around losing her dad and her family situation changing and her boyfriend cheating on her. And she also got to know the jealous part in her. We all have different parts, right? And, Mm -hmm. And this part that comes up and makes us do crazy things because it says oh my god we're losing that person that jealous part is good to know and to communicate with um, because it's trying to protect us or in this case it was trying to protect Jessica from getting hurt again so she connected with her younger selves which carried the pain of her past experiences Mm -hmm. the dad dying the mum remarrying the boyfriend cheating to, to clear out all those burdens. And she actually became able to express her jealousy more and more by speaking for that jealous part, saying, part of me feels jealous, or part of me feels afraid right now, or part of me feels excluded. Rather than suppressing it and it building up. Right. Yeah. 
rather than going totally ballistic <laughs> because she was hijacked by that part. Mm-hmm. And then in further couple sessions, Christopher learned to do what feels counterintuitive to us when we're in a relationship with a jealous person, mm-hmm. right? Instead of retreating, when Jessica expressed jealousy, he learned to reassure her. So now he lets her know that she's still the most beautiful woman he knows, <laughs> even if he looks at other women. And he also changed a bit how he interacts with others. He's now merely friendly instead of flirting with other women. There, there's a fine line, right? And it all depends on my partner, where the line is. Some people are totally comfortable with flirting. Mm-hmm. Others are not. And... Um, we might need to adapt a bit. Yeah, it probably also has to do with just personal communication styles and what you're used to and whether that is perceived well or not by a certain partner. Right. Most importantly, he was able to share with Jessica that he accommodates his ex-wife out of fear to see his daughters less. That made Mm -hmm. a big um, change, a big difference. So they managed to work out how they can show up as a team with the ex-spouse mm-hmm. and so then as we were working Jessica's doubts about children disappeared because her relationship with Christopher became closer and she felt more secure and safe that seems like that was a lot of work like so many different things to clear out to get to that point well not really um I don't remember the exact number of sessions off the top of my head but Jessica probably came for six or seven sessions on her own mm-hmm. And we cleared out a lot of stuff. And they maybe had five or six couple sessions. So considering that this issue was really impacting their relationship, and it could have ended the relationship, mm-hmm. the time investment was definitely worth it and the, the investment in doing the work. Okay. So how can people contact you if they want to work through jealousy or other relationship issues? They can contact me from my website. That's uh, greendoorrelaxation.net. They can email me, greendoorrelaxation at yahoo.ca. Or they can, of course, pick up the phone and call. That would be 905, North American number. So 1-905-286-9466. And uh, we can see, we, I offer three phone consultations. We can see if we're a good match. So thank you again, Tia, for chatting with me about this topic. Of course, it was my pleasure. And until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.